maybe I'm in love with you. I say maybe. Maybe I'm in love with you. You put your arms around me. I'm in love with you. You say that you believe me. That our love is true. I say maybe. Good afternoon. You've got Living Writers on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I'm T. Hetzel. Um, and Steph and I are back. It's our fir- first show back from the summer, and we're so happy to be here and to have Lee Young Lee joining us uh, via phone from Chicago. Uh, Lee Young, welcome. Thank you, T. Thanks, thanks for being game for radio today. We're, well, thank you for having me. Well, um, so just just a couple of things before before we get started with today's program. Um, I just wanted to mention I loved hearing Yelchin's show um, as we were coming up to our 5 o'clock hour here. And a huge thanks to Amanda Uli and Frank Uli uh, for another fantastic summer season of Living Writers. Um, you can check out the shows if you missed any of them on the Living Writers website. Uh, follow Living Writers on Instagram and Twitter for easy links to the latest shows, folks. Um, next week, Steph and I will be back at our regular Wednesday fall schedule, Wednesdays, 5 p.m. Um, so please join us then. Um, but now for our very special guest, Lee Young Lee, um, for today's show. Um, Lee Young, we've got the copy of your latest book out with Norton this year, The Undressing. Um, on the table with us here. And just to start, I'll read the short bio on the jacket cover. Okay. Lee Young Lee was born in 1957 in Jakarta, Indonesia. His verse has earned numerous honors, including a Lannan Literary Award, a Patterson Poetry Prize, and an American Book Award. Lee lives in Chicago with his wife and two sons and joins us on the phone from his sister's house. <laughs> so, um, Lee Young, let's let's talk about the book. The book's been out in the world for a while, um, and I was wondering if we could we could start by talking about um, this idea that I heard from one of your talks um, that the life of art as abundance. Um, this, and because I'm thinking as I read The Undressing, that's what occurred to me, this feeling of abundance. I know the book is dealing with many serious, often painful, often um, uh, things, but um, it feels expansive to me um, in, in the spirit as well as in the body um, and across time, childhood to death. Um, so, yeah, could could you talk a little bit about this idea of abundance, if you if you think it, it also connects to the undressing? Yeah, I um, well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's um, it's a mystery to me, you know, that the um. It's a mystery that when we undress uh, mind, uh, 
but what, what we discover isn't a kind of a minimalism or a, um, less. So it's actually something more. When we uh, when we practice poetry, poetry is very interesting to me because it's a practice of a kind of. Um, hmm, on the one hand, a kind of, it's a practice of a kind of scarcity. You know, uh, it's built into the whole enterprise of, uh, I think, the best words in the best uh, order. I still believe in that old formula. I think it's a good algorithm. You know, the best, the bestness of, 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 of things, of words, of, uh, of, uh, and, Understanding bestness all altogether. What is best in the world? You know, what is best for human beings? And this idea of the best, I, I think it's fallen into a kind of disrepute. If uh, uh, if I'm, I'm judging by some of the uh, some of the things that I hear coming out of and on the literary circles, that this idea of best words, the best order uh, is kind of not interesting anymore and I feel as if that that's just too bad it's kind of it's our loss that we're, just, we're not thinking anymore about the idea of the best you know I think it's our version to you know the Greeks their word for the best was aristoi and we get the aristocracy out of it and I think it's our I think think we are uncomfortable with the idea of aristocracy we think it means uh something that might not actually mean uh, right even sort of or maybe the word noble too it has the qualities of what could be the best the most honest or brave in a person but then it also is linked to perhaps nobility meaning a landed gentry or an elite elite mm-hmm. class or so mm-hmm. Yeah, so we go from the characteristics or the character or the substance of nobility to what the expressions of nobility, the, the cultural expressions or the expressed as what wealth and, and land. And why is that inevitable? Is that inevitable? That. Well, that's why we need a system, right? We need a system of, that constantly refreshes the aristocracy. And by aristocracy, I mean that. Uh, I think government by... I really think, T, that this idea of the bestness of words, best place, best words for the job, that this whole idea, we're just only at the beginning of it. I think we're at the beginning of language. I don't think language is a very... I don't think it's all that old. Right. And I think this idea, actually, I think before, I think we're surrendering. We're somehow thinking, why am I thinking, wait a minute, why why do I think that? I'll tell you why, because some of the stuff that I'm reading, uh, the language is just so poor, I'm kind of amazed, and I'm... I'm, uh, Lee Young, could I yeah. could I stop you for one moment? I'm wondering, yeah. on your end, is it is the sound um, seeming crackling to you? Um, you just sound very far away. At far away, but you're yeah. not you're not getting a, a sort of crackling 
when you're no i'm not I'm, getting a crack okay okay then then let's let's keep going apologies to listeners if you're getting a crackling but perhaps the crackling was just in this line so maybe maybe we have it sorted out um but to, I'm sorry to have interrupted your thought no, there, Lee Young. Is the subject okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is wonderful because um, okay. the one thing I wondered about clarifying for me was I wasn't sure because you said in because this is something that I'm unaware of like the that in literary circles you were mentioning that this seems to be out of best the bestness or the best order best words seem to be out of vogue or so um, and what. When you say that, do you mean um, the critics or the, the the makers of it or academia? Because um, where, when you're sensing this from out there, um, where is it? Where do you feel like it's most coming from, or is it from multiplicity? Hmm. Well, I I I, th- I I think there's a very interesting dialogue going on. Uh, and some of that dialogue involves um, see when we talk about bestness we're, we're talking about a hierarchy and a lot of there's a lot of interesting dialogue surrounding hierarchies and there is a I think there is a growing and well-founded suspicion of hierarchies mm-hmm. but without hierarchies uh, first First of all, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we can do away with hierarchies uh, because I think hierarchies are an unconscious and automatic function of the mind. So if we just say, "Well, let's all just agree to do away with hierarchies," I think what happens is the that automatic function goes well uh, uh, automatic, and we ignore it, but it's functioning all the time, and then. It kind of then it becomes kind of the ego's toy. Uh, then the ego automatically uh, the, uh, it, it, it becomes the top of the hierarchy. Its values are we think we're fr- we, we're free of it because we we said we don't like hierarchies. But if we let's say accept that it's just a, a part of our uh, DNA, it's part of our fabric. I mean, we walk into a, a bus. Uh, we get on a bus and we find the best seat for us, right? I mean, you know, we walk into a restaurant. We want, we would like to sit in the best place for us. We look on a menu. We find what's best for. I mean, there's something all the time going on. This, we're looking for right. the thing that fits, this, that suits us. This ordering, yes. Yes, it's going on. You know, uh, we can say, well, well, I, I, well, let's do away with it. I, I don't know how that would work. I think it's actually safer to say, well, no, it's going on all the time. We need to keep it in the crosshairs. We are hierarchizing all the time. And if we're not conscious of our hierarchizing function, then uh, it's likely that the ego uh, kind of hijacks it. You know, mm-hmm. so the ego starts hierarchizing. Uh, and it becomes completely, uh, everything's always in the service of of the ego you know and uh, I think all ideas of I don't know greater good or or, I don't know social good or family good anything that's outside of the self is uh, those are kind of civilizing 
circles, right, of uh, encounter. And I think it all has to do with, uh, it really does have to do with uh, the way we use the word, you know. Uh, uh, How so? Well, because the word names, you know, and if we just think, well, any name will do, well, first of all, we don't think that. No, no, no. We just don't, yeah, so we need to understand that, and so it seems to me that that's, that's the, the basic virtue of a word is that it names. Well, and naming is powerful. It can be, it can be beautiful and empowering, but it can also be hurtful and uh, yeah. wrecking. <laughs> right. Right. Hmm. Well, and yeah. you have the name. Naming is a theme within the undressing, um, as is the word, um, and words throughout. Yeah. The word is is uh, wow. It's just. I think it's the oldest. Maybe it's one of the first. Uh, it's one of the earliest ideas in uh, Western and Eastern thought. You know, Heraclitus, I think, was maybe one of the really the genuine first philosophers. And he uh, called it the Logos, the Logos. And he said that uh, he named it, was the, it was the underpinning of everything. Uh, of a human, the mind and and the physical world, and he called the logos the dynamism of opposites. Mm, mm. And you and love that. You, I love that that's so much. What makes you tick in a way? Yeah, I just love that so much. You know that uh, that the Chinese named it around the same time. You know, as uh, the practice of uh, ultimate opposites. Tai, this, tai Chi, they called it, and uh, and it's this uh, binary system of zeros and ones, and soft force and strong force, and and it's just amazing to me that uh, the idea of naming, which is kind of a really simple act, but if naming is uh, a kind of encounter with uh, this dynamism of opposites, you know, immediately we get into the deepest problems in Western and Eastern thought and philosophy, ideas of form and void and all the early uh, dualities, you know, uh, substance and non-substance and uh, spirit and matter and body and mind and all those hard problems, you know, in, in, in philosophy. And it just seems to me that, uh, that poetry has uh, been evolving toward this... Uh, a way to actually uh, to order the world, you know, and uh, of course, for, first and foremost, on a personal level. Lee Young. Yeah. We'll we'll take a, a break here, and we're going to okay. hear um, during the break uh, okay. one of the songs that you chose for today's program. Um, okay. I think it's the 
John Coltrane, A Love Supreme. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm, the acknowledgement. We'll, we'll hear that. Okay. Let's okay, see. can I take a sip of water? Oh, yes, please okay. do. Stay hydrated, Lee Young. Okay. And everyone out there, all listeners, too. Um, today on the program, Lee Young Lee joins us via Chicago on the phone. I'm T. Hetzel. We've got Steph behind the glass, and you're listening to Living Writers. We'll be back. Welcome back to Living Writers. If you're just tuning in, I'm glad you did. Today, Lee Young Lee joins us via phone from Chicago. Um, His collection of poems, The Undressing, out with Norton this year. Um, Lee Young, thanks for choosing um, Coltrane's Wow, that was just, that was, uh, 
wow, that just, every time I hear it, I just, you just want to, like, get, fall on your knees and just, like, I don't know, give up everything and go serve art or yes. marry yes. the Lord or something. When, like, when did you first hear it? Wow, yeah, I heard that, man, when I was uh, maybe uh, 80s, uh, mid-80s, I heard that. Did someone play play it for you? Yeah, somebody played it for me. I was in uh, New York, and uh, man... Yeah, it just, uh, wow, the praising that just is just uh, goes on in there. I just think, uh, oh, wow. And did you, yeah, it, it, uh, did, did you, did you listen to this? Like when you were, when you were making, um, poems that became part, became the undressing, um, were there moments when this was music that was part of what was in your mind and heart? Oh, from, yeah, the minute I heard it, the minute I heard it, I thought, I want to do that. I, I want to do that. I, wa- I want to uh, uh, find a way to, like, uh, ask interesting, like, formal musical questions, but at the same time, propose a whole new order of uh, I would just say what like romantic love love for the beloved in praise of the beloved and in in that uh, love supreme you just feel like the body of the beloved is there the uh, he can see the body he he's uh, he's like giving both form to the body and he's praising the body he's um and uh, mm. the love in it, the interest. Uh, I, you know, the, the the lover and the beloved. I think is the supreme symbol of the logos. You know, the dynamism of opposites. The the male and female eye to eye. It's the it's the highest symbolism in ta- tantric Buddhism. Mm. Uh, the lover and the beloved uh, sitting in cup, they're coupled, and they're looking eye to eye, and uh, mm, this is... that. Uh, and this is in this is in one of the later poems in the book. Yes. And, yeah. I... And your and your dedication, Lee Young, uh, is for the lovers and the manifold beloved. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. I I want I was for the lovers and the all of all the the beloved, and I thought something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm trying to be careful here. I, T, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm trying to be careful here because I don't want to say anything that's offensive. Okay. Yes. No. That's you know? I, under, but, I understand. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I feel offensive in. I wondered if there was a spiritual component to the beloved as well. Well, there is, you know, there is. And I can't tell whether, whether, 
whether the See, any dualism that occurs, let's say mind-body, that's already the lover and the beloved, you, you know. So it's already, and the ancient alchemists said, if you can't accomplish the marriage of mind and body, you'll never accomplish the, the marriage of you, you and another person. Mm. It just won't happen, you know. And marriage is is an important uh uh, a consummation, the idea of the, the true consummation, true intermingling, intermingling and uh, integration. Uh, um, that's a profound idea, you know, not just uh, a, a transformation that that that, that occurs. And, and uh, all, all the ancient thinkers said. It won't happen uh, uh, between persons until it happens within a person. And so it's that within process, the inner furnace. Uh, and uh, I can't help but think that somehow art is, uh, is an ancient technology for the, exactly mm. that. Mm, yes. You know, it's the transformation of the uh, the uh, the within stuff. Yes. That, uh, yeah. So um, now the question is: Has it always been that? Is that an important question? But why is it that suddenly? I wonder. Like, has it always been that? Is it is it evolved toward that? And has it always been had that aspect of it? Maybe in certain sacred uh, manifestations, you know. Although the whole sacred thing now is is so problematic, uh, you know, the whole idea of the sacred is problematic because it's founded on uh, ideas of sacrifice, bloodletting, slaughter. Uh, you know, maybe maybe ideas of food, hunting. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe human sacrifice. So, man, when you get into it, you start to think, okay, so so it's all tied somehow together, right? This idea of uh, fecundity, uh, 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 generative, uh, the, the word as generative power. At the same time, we know that the history of the word is a history that is not free of bloodshed and... Uh, murder and repression and the question is is that the way it just has to be or is that just the way it was in the past or evolving is, but it's something we're going to accept with so, so, all, so the question could, could I clarify that uh-huh. uh, uh, Lee Young uh, the, the, so the question is is it is it evolving does it always need to be this way uh or has been this way yeah it was kind of go uh going out a little bit the signal on my end oh okay yeah just oh uh lee young lee? okay so folks i think you can 
hear that we're having a little bit of a connection problem. Maybe there's a storm or something in Chicago. Um, we're going to try to sort it out. Um, so uh, please bear with us for the moment. Um, Steph is going to put on Lee Young Lee's next musical choice. Um, and hopefully we'll be, be be back to talk about his latest collection of poems, The Undressing. Um, so here's here's some music and we'll be back.
welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you've got Living Writers on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. I'm T. Hetzel. Um, and today's guest, Lee Young Lee, um, was joining us via phone from Chicago. Um, and we've we've had some technical difficulties and not quite sure um if it's uh what what end it's on so we're we're going to have to postpone the the conversation and have part 2 another time so i'm sorry about that because i was really enjoying it and i i hope you were too i thought it was he was saying so many interesting things um so my thanks my my deep thanks to lee young lee for for being game to do radio via phone today um again his book cause you might want to go out and get it since you've you've got some idea about the mind and the the man behind this book um, again is called the undressing and it's out now with Norton um, for the rest of living writers today we're going to continue with Lee Young Lee's choices his musical choices and the next one we'll hear we're going back to John Coltrane a love supreme um, I believe this is part four psalm um so thanks for joining steph and i today on living writers and um and we'll have part two of the conversation with lee young lee at a future time
Hi, I'm Nicola. Hi, I'm Adam. Hi, this is Adult, and you're listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. This is the final Move Your Ass for summer of 2019. Um, I'm going to be playing nothing but backwards records in hopes that you gain weight. WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Ich weiß nicht, 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 ich weiß nicht,